Negro Magazine's Happy Half Hour. We are very, this is a very special edition of the Happy Half Hour. Uh, we are, I'm sitting at a table that's nicer than my entire apartment, yeah. I know, there's yeah, high like crumbs on it. We are getting it messy. I've gotten crumbs everywhere. Yeah. And you've eaten all the decorations. I so ate all the decorations. Also that. Yeah, no, I know. I'm eating my way through all the assorted things. Yes. Yeah. Um, and by assorted things, Troy means all the sips and bites from our best restaurants issue. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to this very special podcast. We're doing it in honor of our best restaurants issue that comes out every year in June. Troy has a huge part. How many pages do you have bylines on in this issue? A lot. It's a God, thick one. Know. 96 restaurants I know that I had to name the yes. best of something. You know, and uh, there's not like a. There's no easy way to do that, I'll tell you that. You end up with like 400 restaurants looking at you in the eye on your computer, and they're like, you know, come on, man. Kind of like how uh, Brad's eyeing you right now. Yeah, yeah, Brad doesn't why need, it, need he, to why eye Why didn't you win every category? Yeah, he won every category because he paid me well. I've got to ask that question, actually. <laughs> Well, I'll fill you guys in a little bit. This is a special show. Uh, we are going to hear from five of the chefs um, that represent five restaurants that were given different awards in our Best Restaurants issue. Uh, they're going to be kind of quick interviews this time, and then we are going to hear a little bit more from Troy um, after those chef interviews, just going into a little bit more detail about how we put this issue together and what it means and how you guys can really use it. Um, just in case you have never listened to our show, please download other episodes. <laughs> this is your first episode. It's not exactly There are 151 episodes you can catch up on to yes. know exactly who we are and what we do. Yes. I'm Erin Chambersmith with San Diego Magazine. This podcast is a just a fun food and drink focused podcast. We just talk about all things restaurants and bars in San Diego. Troy Johnson is our food critic and an editor at large at the magazine, writer at large at the magazine and just writes all kinds of great stuff. And then Lauren Winget over there also joins us on the show. She runs social media for San Diego Magazine. We've got David Martin. He produces the show. Hey, David. Do you remember the first one we ever did? We were just talking about this. It was bad. <laughs> oh, the first podcast we ever did was the worst thing that was ever put on, put on to tape. It's not even put on to tape. I'm like 97 years old. I buried that really, really deep into the archive. Oh, yeah. David actually destroyed it in a it's field of fire. Bad. It's mm-hmm. bad. It was very yeah. bad. Yeah, it was basically Aaron Chambers Smith and I and Arsalon Tafazoli from Consortium Holdings um, to doing an hour and a half interview. I mean, where I was just like, so what was it like when you were seven? You know, I mean, it was awful. It was really bad. Yeah. Uh, but we learned a lot, and we thought that it was fun, and then we, we, we improved, and we edited ourselves, Dang. and we've, we've, <laughs> we've tried to make it more something that you guys all want to listen to. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, we, I should say that we're at Room and Board right now, so we're, we have a big party every year for this Best Restaurants issue. Uh, our friends at Perch are gracious enough to host us. We're up at this very, very fancy um, new sort of UTC mall area. Perch is a great mm. a great partner. They, have, they host us for a wonderful party. A lot of the chefs and restaurants from the issue come. You can taste all the food, taste all the bites, and then um, our friends at Room and Board host us for a pre-party. So we've got some of our very um, VIP guests. I think some insiders are here as well. So thanks everybody for joining us. Yeah, the chefs over there kind of looks like if I was picking a fantasy team, you know, of San Diego chefs. You know, it was like a lot. My, it was like my first through seven rounds right there. Yeah, I'll yeah. go. Ahead. So There's we have Brad Wise sitting right here. Hi, how are you? How are you? Great, thanks Thank for having me. Thank you for coming. Me. You're the first chef. We're going to hear from William Bradley in a second. Uh, Ludi from Le Parfait. We have Christine Rivera coming from Galaxy Taco. And then we will finish up with Stephen Torres. But let's start with Brad Weiss. First, tell us, Troy, what, what Brad won on the issue. Um, Brad won. I forget all the things that you won, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, for, best new restaurant? Fort Oak yes, won our Fort best Oak. new restaurant. Thank Open you. in Mission Hills. Can we, all right, we got like nine people. Get this is it, right? This is like uh, one of the most popular awards. Yeah, I mean, this thank is, you. Thank that, you. That is one of our biggest awards, and you won that with with your first restaurant, Trust, um, yep. in 2017. And this was a massive, massive project for you guys. Um, 
Tell us a little bit about why you went into Mission Hills and how damn big your grill is. Uh, (laughs) Well, the first reason we went into Mission Hills, uh, we're currently in Hillcrest right now. So we actually have a fair amount of, excuse me, Trust is in Hillcrest, our first location. So we have a fair amount of people that, you know, don't necessarily want to leave the, you know, uh, the area every night. Um, So a lot of our clientele comes from Mission Hills, you know, the surrounding areas and everywhere now. But so just after a couple years um, of having Trust open, uh, the same architect who built Trust Building built uh, the building. Steven Seagal, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Steven Seagal. It'd be Jonathan Seagal. <laughs> Jonathan Seagal, <laughs> something like that. Um, so he built another place in Mission Hills, and we got approached for this job or you know this project about a year after Trust was open, and they were like, "Hey, we we got this really cool rad building that's going in with this kind of." weird building out front that we're replicating a, a old dealership it has you know eight windows out front it's shaped like kind of like an octagon and when you're someone's telling you this and how animated like, is tina turner gonna be yeah there exactly you're like we don't want anything to do with that you know it's <laughs> no. like there's nothing to do with it so and then you know and, and fast forward 18 months they're like hey we want you guys to come check this place out again so and then we looked at it and it was just a, a interesting location um or excuse me interesting build meaning you know that everything is kind of compartmentalized so we my business partner and i steve just started to kind of do a little bit of groundwork and and talk to the people in mission hills and it was a, a they wanted something else and something different yeah. and you know once we kind of talked to the deal with the with the landlords and and posted you know that trust restaurant group was going to develop something here are like you know everyone came out of the waterworks from mission hills you know or excuse me the woodwork and it was just you know and some people say that those people you know tell you how they feel and they do so after them coming to trust they kind of embraced us a little bit more so it was just it's just kind of a good fit you know and then the grill on the other hand was just not a good fit it was a no it's (laughs) not a good fit but it was just one of those things where we wanted to do something different, kind of custom build our own thing a little bit, and um, after it's built, designed, it's pro- it's everything's done. They're shipping it. Um, I get a call that morning, and you guys have probably read this, and they're like, um, "Did anyone check the structural weight of where this where this island suite is going?" And you guys all looked at each other, and and looked at each other, and I'm like, and they called me because I was the one accepting the delivery, and I'm like, "No, I'm like, this is what we pay you for. Like, mm-hmm. don't ask me. I have no idea." And uh, so then they're like, well, what's the, what's the risk? You know, or no, I called the landlord. I'm like, Matthew, um, you know, they have a, uh, we have a problem. And then they didn't tell me how much it weighed yet. And he's like, no, we could put, put a couple cars on there. We're fine. It's like 6,000 pounds, you know, a couple cars. Uh-huh. And then, so he comes back or, and I picked the phone back up and I'm like, Hey, well, how much is this total payload? You know? And they're like, it's 12,000 pounds. 12, the whole thing was 12,000 pounds, not just the grill, the whole Island suite. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, this thing is on the way from LA. You know, it's, it's being shipped that day. And, and then, so then they were like, okay, we'll split it in two. And I'm like, okay, well, what's that going to do? Like, Oh, well we can just maybe do something a little different, install it in two different pieces. And then, so they take the grill off and it was 7,700 pounds, you know? And it's like, what did you put in that thing you know so and then it's a hearth it's a it's a big you know it's a big piece of equipment the whole thing heats up the place troy you sat in front of it it's like you're sitting in front of a furnace um oh yeah you know at, at times if if there's not a guy that's just dreading his life cooking in front of it it's like lauren winget when she starts talking about south park she gets hot <laughs> yes mm-hmm. you know and even it's it, so and i probably shouldn't even say this but even i walk by it you know work and i walk by it and i'm like uh 
I don't even know why I built this thing. It's so, it's so hot and uncomfortable. And so for those of you who don't know, I mean, he, it, you know, Brad at, at Trust and Fort Oak has yeah. worked with live fire cooking. Yeah. Right? Red Oak specifically. Red correct? Oak specifically. My wife is from uh, um, Santa Maria in the Central Coast, so they have okay. the Santa Maria style barbecue. Yeah. The tri-tip, which, right? Yes, yes. Which I fell in love with years ago. Um, and then I always said when, you know, when I get the chance to have my, you know, when I get the chance to have my own places and develop them, um, I wanted to do it so and it just enhances a lot of stuff we don't kind of use it you know as total um, well at Fort Oak we do because we kind of built the concept around it but mm-hmm. trust it's more of like an enhancer it's another ingredient you know that we use to enhance flavors and things like that so um, yeah we we still do label wood fire and stuff on the menu but mm-hmm. you know from the vegetables to to sauces for before we do reduce stocks and stuff you know we just add that another level of flavor so again we kind of use it like an ingredient yeah, why do you think that people love the smoke? I mean, why, why do people love that open fire? I mean, you, every watch, anybody who watched the 2005 episode of Chef's Table um, with Francis Malman, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, it was, it was, it was fire um, porn. Can yes. I say that? Okay, it was, it, was, it was fire. I mean, it was just like everybody watching flames and fire. And, you know, people fell in love with that. But what does it do to food that you think it's so amazing? It, it just adds another level, uh, an, you know, another layer of flavor. And I, I personally think it got, you know, re, you know, re-inspired because of the challenge. You know, it's not really that easy um, using, you know, solid fuel is what they call it, but solid fuel um, uh, cooking in the kitchen just because it's so temperamental. You know, we literally call and every chef deals with this. You're on your wood company of like, hey, you have to send me consistent wood because a lot of these cooks these days can't adapt to everything. And you have certain grill guys that work places um, that work the stations every day, but then they get burnt out. So you got to kind of rotate everything. So. But I'm talking like right now at Fort Oak, we are we're literally talking to our guy and like, you light in a fire and you can hear the water bubbling off the wood. You can't cook over that kind of stuff. It doesn't add the right flavor. It doesn't give the right texture of sear and all that kind of stuff. So, so many things change. But honestly, I think it was like one of the, the kind of the next, um, you know, evolution in our industry. You know, what's it, five years ago, it got real popular everywhere, maybe six, seven, um, that was just again another level of flavor that was just hadn't been used in years and some of the old restaurants you know have it like a lot of old italian restaurants have wood fire but mm-hmm. they just didn't use it the way that you know uh chefs are these days with be- vegetables are the best thing over over oh, over carrots yeah, carrots? yeah. Oh everything gosh. i mean it's a, they the absorb yogurt? the most oh. amount of flavor um in in my mm-hmm. opinion so well whatever you're doing is working best new restaurant congratulations thank you very exciting i would say you, you developed a certain amount of buzz this year don't you think I would and last than, year and the year before yeah, and yeah before. but I mean I just feel like Fort Oak it had that thing that you a lot of restaurants never get in San Diego which is yes. buzz and excitement and people wanted to go there and they were talking about it and thank you it was the same thing with Trust so congratulations and, and here's, what I, here's what I say about Fort Oak and it was Trust Trust the same thing you can cook well you have to cook consistently and it seems like you have a very good system in place almost every single dish comes out the same and that's really hard to do with staffing changed over yes. you know, due to lying on your resume doing bad things <laughs> in the walk-in yeah. whatever it is <laughs> yeah. you know um, and, and and, and service, you know, because your partner, uh, Steve, Steven, is he comes from Vegas, he comes from Addison, he comes from, you know, he knows how to do four-star service in a, like, not, I don't want to say like a lower-star environment, just more casual Correct. environment. Correct. Yeah. And it's, and people always say to us, you know, oh, I want to open my restaurant, and I, I encourage, oh. ev- 
I do. That's what I say. <laughs> but it, it came a little bit easier for us. And obviously for the, for a P&L, it looks terrible when you have two people like Steve and myself on yeah. payroll, you know, when we open trust. But that was kind of the objective was to, you know, we're going to put as much as we can in this place. To come. We were, were still nobodies, but we just came from the beach, you know, running these, uh, you know, for, for another company down there. So we knew what we wanted to do. We didn't know if we could do it. So we were like, you know, let, let's try and put our heart and soul into this thing and and see if it works and i encourage anyone who wants to open a restaurant just make sure you have your counterparts in place i couldn't do anything without pastry people i couldn't do anything without line cook chefs now and i I, and especially steve and the whole team i mean we have been blessed in our in our company to have the the staff that we do because you know and then the support from the wives from everybody i would say you couldn't hear it but he actually said wives wives yes um (laughs) yeah yeah everyone i mean it's it's obviously everyone who gets in this industry knows what they're getting into and obviously happy wife happy life but Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Congrats. Really appreciate thank it. you. Congratulations. Thank you. What are you serving today? All right. I see. Mm. I see a real life Michelin star in the room. Excellent. We do have a real life Michelin so star in the, in the room. He is in the room. Yeah, he's right there oh. in the room. You know, and he said he's Come been working over, his chef. butt off. We're ready for you. Come on over, Chef William Bradley. Please, you've been summoned to the table. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. This yeah. is such hey, a big deal. This is Michelin star. I know, and he hates it. I hate yeah, because I saw him earlier. He really does. I saw him earlier, and you know, I said, "Hey, congrats!" And he said, mm. "I mean, not he doesn't hate it, but he, you know." Well, but he also I took my best friends off food, to hug him. So, yes, absolutely. you know, what's a bigger honor? He won best French food for me as a critic, <laughs> yeah. and he won a Michelin star. I think the That's Michelin the star might take that one. Yeah. Where were you when you were named best French food? That exactly. San Diego Magazine Critics Pick. Mm-hmm. W- where was I? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that exact moment? Was it a Dreamweaver moment? moment? No, no. I, w- I was in. My, I got the magazine. I was. I was in my office. Okay. Good. He does oh. remember. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I always remember everything. Yep. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we do want to introduce uh, William Bradley. You've been now at Addison now for thirteen years. Yes. Coming on 13 years, yes. Coming on 13 years, all right. So when you went to that, you know, little bitty rundown bistro, uh, Addison, at that little <laughs> motel called, you know, the Grand Del Mar way back in the day, you know, did you see yourself sitting there for 13 years, really working on your craft as long as you have? Uh, yes, I mean, I, uh, at, the, at the time in my career before I came, I never, I'm, I'm, I am a native of San Diego. I never thought that I would ever come back here based on my training and where I wanted to go. And the vision of the original owner uh, really was intriguing to me. It was something that I really thought I, I could see myself uh, going there and really coming to San Diego and, and, and showing uh, this amazing city that um, over time that there could be a restaurant that can compare to some of the uh, top restaurants in the country. So. It took us 13 years, and, and we're still in the process of doing that. And the 13 years has gone by so fast. Uh, it, it sometimes I have to pinch myself. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I have two young children there now. I thought at the time when I got, I would never have kids. So a lot has changed, but the restaurant uh, is still so special to me that every single day I go there, uh, it feels like the first week before it opened. 
Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. You've been such a great friend to San Diego Magazine for so many years. And, and, we've and thank known you. You guys are um, amazing to us, too. Thank you. Well, you, and we've known you since, yes, before you had a family. And when, you know, when Addison was sort of out there on a limb alone, talk about San Diego and the dining scene now and sort of what's made you stay this long and stay this committed to this market. I mean, this room is a lot fuller now than when we started, and these are all sort of diehard restaurant people and the foodies of San Diego that come back every year to really celebrate the, the best restaurants in our city. And yeah, I mean, we do this, we yeah. do this podcast every week and have a lot of fun and yak and stuff, but it's a really big deal to have a Michelin starred chef in the city. We've talked about it for years. And so I just wonder what's your, you know, what makes you stay around so long in this market? Again, I just, I, I, I love, I think a quality of life here is, is amazing. Uh, to raise children here is also uh, very important. Um, and, and we've all evolved together. I remember when, when I first started here, uh, I never wanted to educate the guest. I wanted to grow with the guest. And I thought that was something very important because if you look at Addison, it can be extremely intimidating, uh, the grandeur of, of the restaurant. But... You know, we, we, we've, we've grown together. So now uh, I'm to a point now where the guests have an expectation of us now. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want an expectation of them. It's now changed. And that's what I think is the most important thing. So when they come to um, Addison, they're, they're, they're looking for that expectation. They have a level of, of, of what we need to achieve. So it's great because, you know, as they say, pressure builds diamonds. So we, we really love the pressure. Is it true that, I mean, and I, you told me this, or one of your, your servers that told me this, and if you've ever been to Addison, the way that they serve is actually like with ballroom dance. You know, I mean, it's yes. a traditional service where everything is choreographed. The plates hit the table at the exact same moment. You know, it feels like you're in the Matrix and the Matrix is working, you know. Um, it's exquisite. It's exquisite. Yes. It is. I mean, it, it, every detail like that, and that's what makes, you know, a Michelin star. But, you know, do you feel pressure? We've heard so much about you know uh, Michelin star chefs and um, giving it up because they feel the pressure now. It's too much pressure. It's blah, 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 you know. I mean, is that pressure real? And how do you deal with it? Um, you, you know, you can look at it that way, um, but we want more stars, so we'll mm. we we invite the pressure. Uh, it's something that we really focus on, and I think we if we continue to. Uh, as, they, as the French say, they, uh, they make you labor to greatness. I think we can continue just to, to work hard, uh, keep our heads down, and, and, and allow our food uh, to speak for ourselves. But, you know, it's something you, you, you touched on that is very special to me. Um, you can travel the world and eat in some of the best uh, Michelin, non-Michelin, uh, local, friendly, fair restaurants. But uh, one thing that's never been lost at Addison through this uh, whole 13 years is service. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the most important things to me, and, and we really make sure that the service uh, never outshadows the food, or the food never outshadows um, the service. Because, I mean, I've had so many uh, meals that the service either really helped it or hindered it. And I feel uh, great service makes food taste even better. So that's something that we've stayed truly committed to uh, in 13 years. And is it true that you cook your food to the exact temperature of the human mouth? Am I, am I making this up? Was that an obsessive <laughs> server? It, no, there, there are certain dishes that we do, uh, yeah. And the idea behind, I swear to God, and the idea behind that is... Well, there are, you know, it, if you look at sushis uh, and, and, and what the Japanese do, they have, 
Their, their materials are so stripped back, right? It's just fish, rice, and seasoning. And it sounds very simple, but when it's on, it's the, some of the best food that you'll ever encounter in your life. And when it's not, uh, it has a tendency to be like, oh, I just had some sushi. Um, and a lot of that has to do with temperature. Some of the best sushi um, chefs in the world, they understand that their job, because their, um, their craft and, and their materials are sort of stripped down, that there is a level of deliciousness in each bite. You have to know when to serve it. And that has a lot to do with temperature uh, and how things kind of just um, are in your palate and it, it evokes certain things and fats and acids. And so, yeah, there... It, it's like cheese. I mean, you think about cheese. If you serve it too cold, you don't get the flavor. It doesn't open up. Right? Yeah, it's like the, what, we, what we relate to in, in French. It's a lot, we say in, in, in the kitchen is a lot of things need to be served tiède, which means just, just warmed lightly. It, it allows you to taste more. You know, you want to eat something that's piping hot. It, 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 it will really shut your taste buds down and won't allow you cause, um, to really taste the real complexities of flavors. So. Amazing. Um, can you give everyone a little um, preview of what you're serving tonight? Okay, this is um, for the people that have come to the restaurant. So this is kind of like a um, an interesting thing. We've, we've done this, and thank you, we, we've been here many a times, but this is... Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, this is... <laughs> is this it is what a, you can get for two people 50 bucks? No, it is... Troy's most <laughs> you know he, you know he, he picked you to serve two people 50 bucks. We have a segment we call two people 50 bucks, where you can go in town for two people 50 bucks, and I picked Addison. Yeah. It's two... It's, it's, you can... Walk in the door for two two people fifty bucks. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that expensive. It, it, whatever. It's worth it. Everything else. Sure. Like, I mean, I, I did pretend of, like you were the crack jack, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it. It really comes down. Is it's, it's. I mean, we, we we pay for very amazing products. They're yeah. very 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 expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, so tonight. What so are you tonight serious? we are. It's more of a a going away party for for a certain dish. Um, a retirement party for this dish. Um, we've been serving uh, our famous Gougeres. Oh, you're doing Gougeres. I knew you are doing... Oh, For no. 13 years, it's the one that we've always done. It's kind of like your little bite in, intro to your dish with like the aged sherry. Uh, but we were going to retire it within the next couple of days. Um, so we, we, we thought, what better place to, to serve the, the infamous... You are fired, sir. Everyone's in, getting up right now and running to the other room. Do you know, it's... We are... It's... It's time to evolve. So yeah. um, you've already we, got a Michelin star, so you no, don't need this already. Anymore. No, we 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 want more. So yeah, it is, if you guys you guys are for a treat tonight because it is one of the best bites that you will ever have, and I'm I'm personally going to go and bury one of those under the cracks and perch because it is a <laughs> fantastic. Fan, you can hide uh, it in the cabinets. It's it's sherry. What else? Walk us through that. Well, it's so it's it's a classic uh, pedicure, which is a gougere. Uh, there's some secrets to what makes it special in terms of the cooking process. But what we do is then we take mascarpone and then we take um, like a 50-year-old sherry vinegar and we reduce it down so it's really nutty. And then we fold in two parts uh, mascarpone to the sherry with a little bit of sea salt and then we, in, we kind of in, inject that into the warm um, Gougere as it be right before it's served. So. Well, congratulations, yeah. man. This is, I will say again. this. I'm so glad that you are our first Michelin-starred restaurant in San Diego. And I will say this. Well, we won't be the last. I, it, yeah. There'll be more to come. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. very confident yes. in that. For sure. And I will say this for the record. I do believe that you are a two-star Michelin, if not three. Thank you yeah, so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you. 
that's the first live podcast I've ever done. So you did no. awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and go get a Gougere before they yes. run out. I mean, you can leave now. I don't. I, I would do it. No. All right. I think we're going to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have our other we're not pausing. Show? David, are we pausing or moving? No, we're going. All right. We have Ludi. Do we have Chef Ludi? Oh yes, here you are. Oh, and she's bringing oh, treats. Oh yes. Yeah. Now you have to s- say if they're decor or not, because either way, Troy's going to eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat all of them. Yes, it's true. No, 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 Okay, so we have Chef Ludi here from Le Parfait Paris, uh, the winner of this year's Critics Pick. That's Troy's Pick. We should just change it to Troy's Pick. Why are we still calling it Critics Pick? As if you're um, not someone we know. Okay, for Best Desserts in San Diego. Welcome. Congratulations. Thank you. And this, you know, I will say this. The, the way that I was um, turned on to uh, Ludi and Le Parfait, if you don't know Le Parfait, started downtown, correct? Yeah. Um, is that I was in Addison, and I, I love the bread. You know, and I said, uh, you're making this in-house because you do everything in-house. You know, you, you make your servers in-house. I know you do. You know, you make your silverware. But they said, you know, that, that they were buying it from you. Yeah, that's at right. Le Parfait. And yeah. I, I was like, well, all right. If Addison, which is going to be worthy of a Michelin star, is going to be serving this bread, I have to go check it out. And some of the best, you know, like almond chocolate pastries <laughs> I've had around. Thank Fantastic. You. Um, how is it running a bakery day-to-day, though? Don't you have to be up at like 1 a.m. and start? Pretty much. I mean, it's it's an all-day job. Like we have um, our wonderful bakers starting at 4 a.m. in the morning, doing everything from scratch um, every day, and then our operation is until about 10, 11. So sometimes even midnight. So it's really a all day long. Yeah, that's a 24 seven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you have more locations than just the one now. Yeah, exactly. So we started downtown about four and a half years ago. So time flies like crazy. <laughs> and then we opened uh, Liberty Station with everyone else in 2016, uh, actually, with the whole market. And then we opened last year Fashion Valley. And we're super excited because next year in March, we'll be in Del Mar. So we're going to be part of the Sky Deck. Same. And yeah, we're super excited about that. Nice. Mm hmm. Nice. And so tell me about the, what are the, what's the key, one of my favorite foods on the planet, you know, everybody here, what is the key to your croissant, which are, I try to say it like you can, I, I can't, but I mean, what is it, what is that key that, that Le really croissant. makes it, <laughs> la croissant, <laughs> that, that makes it phenomenal? So the key, Probably coming from France. <laughs> yeah, right, it's like being born being in Lyon. <laughs> well, I guess that's a big thing, um, but also like the previous chef said, um, I mean, the quality of the food is the most important. So we actually use French butter from Normandy to make our Normandy croissants. Normandy butter. Yeah, oh. which is the best butter you can find. I mean, it's grass-fed, it's organic, it rains a lot over there, so the, the cow have a lot to eat for sure. Um, and we do everything by hand, so it's also a natural proofing of 24 hours, which makes a big difference too. And there's no machine rolling the croissant, like it's really us rolling individually every croissant. So, you know, like you have a thousand croissants to make and you're just on the go making everything by hand. So for me, it's really using the right products and then having the passion and the patience of doing all of that by hand is what makes the greatest quality. Which one of your locations is the most popular or sells the most desserts and pastries? Of your, You have three right now and you're opening yeah. a fourth. Which one's the most popular? I would say the Liberty Public Market is definitely a really good location because we get all the foodies you can find. 
Um, downtown is really good too, but we also have a brunch menu. So a lot of people go also for the brunch. And we actually just started to, to get our uh, gelato. So we're doing our own gelatos now by hand, which I brought for you guys. Oh. Some little invitation oh. too. Because oh uh, we have on June 25th our uh, event to kind of launch our gelatos. Oh, cool. Uh, it will be from like 5 to 7 p.m. Oh. and then um, open to everyone from 7 to 10. And it will be 50% of all gelatos. So over there we have a brighter menu, so that's why there is more choice. More options. Yeah, whereas yeah. Liberty Station, it's really more focused on the desserts, the crepes, the croissants, the macarons. So we go through a lot over there. And they come in so, such pretty boxes. I always buy them there for gifts. Thank I you. <laughs> I just gave them all to San Diego Magazine's owner and publisher, Jim Fitzpatrick. He's serving them. You've turned our publisher into a server. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you've done. All right, well, that's, it was good knowing you guys. <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> and what are you serving tonight, Ludi? So we're serving some of those macarons, which mm. we have four different flavors tonight. Our bourbon pecan macaron, our toasted marshmallow, our sea salt caramel, and our espresso. And then we'll also have some little dessert bites. Uh, we have our top setter fruit tart, our lemon meringue with an Italian meringue tart, and then we have our cream puff. So really popular as well with the mascarpone whipped cream and then the berry sauce and the organic raspberry inside. And we do a little crumble outside too. Oh my goodness. And what is the key? Because the magic of macaroon is that there's that bite, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's that sponginess. It's, it's that, that like you have, it's like a dried fruit almost, you know? Yeah. You have to have that sponginess. How do you get it like that? What's the key? So again, it's about the quality of the product you're using. The almond flour is super important. You want to make sure you have a really fine and blanched almond flour. Um, And then also the way you're going to make your meringue and the macaronage, which is the way you're going to actually incorporate air into your dough, is going to make a huge difference. And then it's about the baking. So before baking it, you actually want to leave it outside. So you have, in French, we say this little collerette that is starting to, you know, rise before you actually bake it. And that also makes a big difference. Um, and then it's just about the filling you do. So the fruitiest is going to be your macaron. The more humidity it's going to be released, so the more chewy you'll have it. If you go to a chocolate macaron, it'll be more on the crunchy side because it's a ganache. So that's what I love about macarons. It's for every different flavors, you have a different texture. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what is the beauty of those little desserts. Like, you always get surprised about it. Beautiful. Well, thank you for bringing us a little thank sample. You. And congratulations. Best desserts at Le Parfait. You thank guys you so much. Give it a try. Thank you. <laughs> We have best fish taco coming up. I'm so excited about this one. Uh, Troy's pick for best fish taco uh, is Chef Christine Rivera. While you're getting your your headphones on, I'll let everybody know about you. You're a San Diego native, and you were named Chef de Cuisine at Galaxy Taco in La Jolla. Great. Not new, I guess. New-ish. Four Four or five years. Four years. Established, but still buzzy. There you go. Of Galaxy Taco, which is down in La Jolla, but in the La Jolla Shores part of La Jolla. Uh, and you were just 25 years old when you um, took over that post, and you're known for your expertise in making tortillas the traditional way. We want to hear about that. And you uh, made, or still make, Troy's pick for this year's Best Fish Taco. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So what's the secret of a great fish taco? How do you make it so that Troy has to make it the best one? Well, um, you know, we do change our setups very often, um, but... That's the hardest thing about writing about something you do. I'm like, it's going to be gone in yeah. two and a half weeks. Yeah. I mean, I thought about taking the grilled fish taco that you liked off in this last menu change, and then I'm like, no, because then the issue just got out. Like, I got to wait a little bit. But, um, you know, we just try to make it better each time. And then tortillas, I think, are your expertise. Tell us about how Galaxy Taco does the tortillas, how you do the tortillas. What's um, the, what, what makes them authentic? We do make everything in-house. We uh, grind everything every morning. We cook everything at night. 
there's like a 24-hour turnover process that we're constantly doing. So like the corn, the you grind all of that there? Yes. Mm-hmm. We have a small restaurant-sized uh, molino, and uh, we grind every day at 6 a.m. in the morning. It is a task, but like I feel like it's worth it. And the difference, the taste, the taste difference. I mean, obviously, you know, um, you being, you grew up in Tijuana, am I correct? I grew, no, I grew up in Bonita in South Bay. Okay, did you have family? In, in I do have a lot of family in TJ. Okay, so I mean, obviously you were raised in Mexican food. And you know, when you get, what is the difference between, say, like store-bought bagged tortillas and that fresh ground mixed corn tortilla? For me, it's um, the smell and the texture. Mm-hmm. Um, the texture, I think, is number one only because they're very, when they get cold, you can snap them in half and they cut in the middle. But uh, fresh ground from uh, organic corn, they fold and they're flexible even if they're cold. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can tell in the flexibility. So it's in the smell too because you can really tell if there's a lot of cow in in the mixture or there or it's you know there's some kind of other component in there like a filler that you would yeah, want Yeah like no. a like a like a masarina like um like a flour so mm-hmm. to speak they add that to it just to make it bind better Right and you and Trey Fauché opened up in La Jolla Shores. I mean, there wasn't really anything new that was going on in La Jolla Shores for a long, long time. And that's a very hard area to do business because everybody goes to directly up to Prospect or they go to the beach yes. in La Jolla Shores. Yes. You know, I mean, how was it building and developing a restaurant there? It was very difficult. I mean, it's still it's still difficult. You know, it's a very seasonal restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um you just get the crowds in for the summer and then our locals, you know, sustain us during the winter time. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's still a very hard spot, but I think we've established like what we do and, and we've been very consistent with that and, and people are coming back. So that's great. We're in our fourth year, which is awesome. Um, so we're very excited to go into this next summer. And what are you serving tonight? Is it fish tacos? We aren't serving fish tacos, but we are having a ceviche. Um, but we do have our tostadas that we do make in-house as well. So you can also taste that, that also. Excellent. Well, thank, thank you so you. much thank for you. coming and congrats on the, on the win. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for everyone that's listening to this, um, you're hearing applause. Just reminding you that we are doing, we're taping this podcast at our best restaurants party in honor of the best restaurants issue of San Diego Magazine. Um, but we will link to all of these different chefs and restaurants, and of course to the big giant best restaurants list at SanDiegoMagazine.com. Um, you can also find you know all of our events and details on things like this if you want to come party with us ever. Um, and we always have discounts and front of the line privileges and all kinds of extra stuff for our insiders. So if everyone here isn't an insider yet. I highly suggest sdmag.com slash insiders to find out more about that program. It's really fun, and we've really enjoyed uh, getting to know them. Uh, while we're waiting, we've got one more chef here. We've got Steven Torres coming up uh, from Pot Pie. Oh, he's doing a shot of champagne. He's, he's getting okay. some champagne. I'm going to let you know that you do have a chance to come and watch our podcast live again. We're doing another one of these um, shows. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's at Epic Beer Garden on the waterfront, July 8th at 3 o'clock. Um, that's, again, we're doing the Happy Half Hour Live. We're going to be sampling three of our 
uh, the first one of our three collaboration beers that we, we made, made a beer. Epic fall. We made three. we made three beers. Wow! By we we mean none of us. David yeah, yeah. and Aaron Haley yeah. and yeah. other people yeah. that are at the magazine made beers. But you know, collectively, the magazine is bringing you really cool collaborations. We're going to try one of them. Uh, it's in celebration of our best of <coughs> issue, which comes out in August. There's no charge. Um, there's going to be discounts and some cool stuff for our insiders again. But that's at Epic Beer Garden on the waterfront, July 8th at 3 o'clock. So please do come down for that. And now he's all mic'd up well in front of the mic with his headphones. Steven Torres, thank you so much for joining us. You Thanks. are this year. Um, Troy picked you for best ice cream this year. I sure did. Thank you, Troy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us, why does it deserve to be the best? Well, everything's made in-house uh, from scratch right here in San Diego, essentially University Heights. Um, we work with uh, pretty high-quality dairy uh, out of Chino, California. Um, so we all know and appreciate and we should and add the Stella Jeans ice cream in University Heights. Mm-hmm. I don't think we let you. Stella Jeans, yes, <laughs> yes. right there in the corner. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So we're I'm here representing both Pop Pie Company and Stella Jeans ice cream. Uh, we did. We're doing the pre-party, the food, um, which you guys are enjoying. Yes, it's um, delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> now, when you say high-quality uh, dairy, I mean I myself am 16% butterfat. You know, and I understand Normandy that I understand that yours is too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's what makes. And why does butterfat matter when you're making a good ice cream? Just the creaminess. Uh, yeah. the, it's essentially the butterfat and the overrun, which is the amount of air that gets mm-hmm. uh, spun into the ice cream. Um, more uh, called super premium. Um, it's the less you stretch it, the more premium it's considered. The creamier it'll stay. Um, so we try to be at like 27 to 32% overrun, which means if you start with a gallon of, of base, it'll only stretch by that amount, by that percentage. And this yeah. isn't a shop where it's just you know, vanilla and chocolate. You're really getting creative with your flavors. Gone, your partner and exec chef. He makes some pretty epic combos. Remember the Earl Grey tea with cake? I had the honey orange zest. Oh, I've had that one. Mm-hmm. Or, and then the uh, caramel corn. Yeah, that's my personal favorite mm. right there. Yeah. So, I mean, just Gon's creativity is just out the roof. Yeah, um, what do you guys do? Do you sit there and like, I want to put honey in ice cream and I want to put cake and I want to put tea. You and then try to like, make one out of that I, gougere. <laughs> make a gougere yes. ice cream with the sherry and the mascarpone. <laughs> This I mean, sounds like a rec- <laughs> recreational marijuana license. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, have that first and then come to Stella Jeans. We'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, is it just, I always thought, you know, in my next life, I'll just open a little ice cream shop in a cute neighborhood and just meet all my neighbors and enjoy it. Is it so fun to have an ice cream shop? Absolutely, especially in University Heights. Um, we get so many of our neighbors who come in and they actually they just thank us for, they tell us, hey, you're the first ice cream shop ever. Uh, Thank you for opening and doing it so well. Um, and, and it's also just being responsible neighbors to the community. Uh, we work with the school next door at Bernie Elementary. We actually did a collaboration flavor where the kids uh, picked um, produce from their garden. They put slime in it. <laughs> and boogers. I, I swear. So foodies, transfer your kids to Bernie Elementary. They can do chef collaborations. Yeah. What was the, Bur- wait, the Bernie Elementary's uh, uh, flavor was what? Uh, we, they got mint, okay. so we did a sweet uh, beets with mint, um, and then we, you know, we shared in the proceeds. 
uh, with the school and um, yeah, it was fun. Well, you know, it yeah. hits so many generations too because I mean, my grandparents were raised. I mean, that's where you went. You went to the ice cream shop, or you went, yeah. you know, you went and got an egg cream at a pharmacy. That sort of thing. Like it hits when you that get a good generation. report card, or you go on a date, or all those little moments, I feel like it's the perfect spot. <laughs> and millennial drinking is down too. I mean, it, it's down a lot. You know, so I mean, if, if you're going to go out, you know, for a night, you want something a little bit sweet or like a treat for yourself. You're going to do either yeah. coffee. Or ice cream, or millennial ice cream and eating is up. We do it all in that corner, yeah. So we, pie and ice cream is—I mean, what's what's better than that combination? It's right? It's 2019, and you managed to pull off a business with pop pies that. and ice cream. Uh, you are a genius. Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know, it's a pies are celebrated in so many cultures, um, and we feel like here in, in the states we pretty much reserve it for the holidays. Um, there's so much more to it Um, and the way we present it is you know our steak and ale is very British quintessentially British Uh, our Aussie meat pie speaks for itself it's Australian Uh, chicken pot pie our number one seller Uh, very familiar a lot of nostalgia that comes with that one and the sweets I mean gone is the epitome of that home cook that uh, he has some formal training. He, mm-hmm. he went to Grossmont College, um, but never finished his culinary degree. But uh, he, just connecting to people's emotions. And when you said about ice cream and how do you just pick flavors, and it, honestly, that's really how it is. But it's mm-hmm. also like trying to tie to people's um, childhood memories mm-hmm. and emotions. For him, the mango sticky rice ice cream is, I mean, that is it, he tied? He is. Ah, yeah. So okay, gotcha. there's a curry pie um, with a uh, uh, dairyless crust, which we're serving out there. But yeah, it's it's, it's just very broad his skill set. Um, right. And so yeah, and, and again, I'm I'm here representing both our companies, but that's really cool. that's that's the guy, that's the genius behind nice. our products for sure. Well, we appreciate you very much uh, for coming and serving <laughs> us all your food today, and we just want to congratulate you. Best ice cream. You guys go try Stella Jeans. Stella Jeans, University of Thank Ice. you so much, you guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm wrapping the show. That's it, you guys. Thanks all for um, watching and listening. And thanks, everyone, for supporting the Best Restaurants issue. If you voted online, we really appreciate it. The chefs all really appreciate it. It's very exciting. Um, if you're not at the party, come to the one next year. SanDiegoMagazine.com has all the stuff. Let's go eat and drink. Yes. We're going to go have some. Thanks, guys. Okay.